Electricast. Welcome into Missing the Point. I'm Michael Marcangelo, joined alongside by DK Sizzle, Dave Clark, Ruby K. Bob Kelly. And we have nothing else to talk about. I mean, sports has come to a standstill. So we're talking about week one preseason recap. Fucking August. But first, first, uh, DK, just right before we started going, uh, brought up a story that he really wanted to talk about. Um, and I feel like this is the the, the best best time to, to lead off with it, uh, DK. Uh, Michael Orr, The Blind Side, we all know that. We all saw the movie. Huge <laughs> controversy. Huge, huge controversy uh, came out this week that us, it, it basically felt like he told his story about how he was at, at a very early age told to sign something that would release him of any of the world teams. You got Britney Spears. Of all, of, so, of yeah. all of, I don't know if there's a if there's a conservatorship there, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you, it feels like you might have more intel on this than I do. Well, here's what I think. I think that we don't know all the details of this situation, so it would be irresponsible to talk about it, which means we should definitely talk about it. For sure. Because <laughs> that sure. makes it more fun. Um, I personally feel victimized and betrayed by Sandra Bullock. Um, I, I, I've always been team Sandy, Miss Congeniality, Miss Congeniality 2, even congenial, even more congenial. Um, I don't know, what is the title of Miss Congeniality 2? No, obviously it's not Sandra Bullock's fault. She's going through a lot right now. Do I believe that rich Southern white people are rotten to their core and <laughs> could do something like this? Yes. Do I believe that? He does he I mean, I guess the the essentially to lay out what happened, he gets to the NFL. They make this movie about him, about how they adopted him because he was like living on the streets, like the best example of a white savior movie ever made. Right. Then. People kind of forget it. He has like I would call it like a pretty decent career uh, majority yeah. Ravens. Right. Like. um yeah. I, I remember it being ironic that he's playing right tackle for the majority of his career and the movie named after him is called Blindside, but like maybe the quarterback was left-handed a lot of the time. Who yeah, knows? Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson is left-handed, isn't he? Um, but the 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 sort of overall point now is that he kind of came out and he was like, I, they never adopted me. The whole story was a lie. They made me sign these papers that put me in a conservatorship. Now, you saying there isn't a conservatorship, that makes sense because I'm pretty sure... A, conservatorship puts an automatic like gag order on shit like this like i don't think that he could come out and say this stuff and be legally safe if the conservatorship like existed well again that, just because we don't know the, the details i think we should talk firmly about the details it says yeah that no he, I'm, uh, I'm willing to speculate though <laughs> it, it, it says he uh, this is the story on uh on, he said he alleged that he agreed to the conservatorship having been led yeah. to believe that it was a form of adoption because of his age at the time. Yeah, I believe it. I, I mean, it just, I believe it. I mean, I'm, I don't know. But it just, it, it, it makes me think, like, I, it's just like these, this lady, this, like, it, it just, it smacks of true to me. Is that, does, is that at least a fair thing to say? Or is that completely, like, is that out of line? Like, I believe, I, like, Bobby, I believe that this bitch could do this shit, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like it's it would be such an elaborate thing to make up on his part, right? Like it would be, and again, like that's not proof; that's purely anecdotal. But like, I think he, yeah, I think she, I could see that family being like that for sure. For I sure. think I, 
I kind of feel like it kind of falls in the middle because if you look at what's happening too, like both sides are alleging such polar opposites of the shit that happened. You know, the That's like saying, generally you know, what happens made in situations though. <laughs> well, and now, and now the family's saying that he actually is the one that embezzled like 15 million and actually is the one that well, took out all this money. And well, well, hold on. They're saying that, that he told them that he was going to plant a negative story about the situation unless they paid him 15 million but, but like and again this is not proof of anything but i that's exactly what i would say yeah, <laughs> I, was, I also <laughs> i also think i mean you don't think that that's kind of a little bit so i like i said i think it falls in the middle because you know like so when did this movie come out 10 uh, years ago when yeah 2000 more than 10 years so someone has been in this guy's ear because it's already known that he hates this movie. He hates the way it depicted him. He hates. Is that true? I didn't know that. Movie. I did not know it, that. He he hates this movie because it makes him look like he's you know this dumb idiot that didn't know what that you know. Dude, um, he really is dumb in that movie. He really stupid. It's it's like <laughs> yeah, pretty man. insulting actually. I don't think that they would make this movie in two thousand. hundred percent, they wouldn't. But, <laughs> like, but, I think so, there's some parts of it where it's like, whoa, the movie so, was. The movie was already problematic before even, it turned out that she most, was a fucking schemer. The most heartfelt scene of the entire thing is her breaking it down to him, not related to football and being like, you're too stupid to understand this football game. So why don't you go ahead and block that guy? Because he's your family. That's why. right. And, right. you know, right. it completely. Yeah, like she, she not only like takes him in, but also like takes credit for his football IQ. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I got um, him there. <laughs> but so I just feel like. 13 years later, it's hard for me to really sympathize here because, bro, it's been 13 years since this movie came out. What that tells me and as someone is in your ear being like, hey, this is messed up that they did to you. Do you see this? Look at this over here. Oh, but what about this over here, man? You did, know? Do you think what you think? Why do you think? Why didn't he say it sooner is a is a fair argument when. I mean, well, I it can is, see it. I can see it if he's yeah. like, we're out of money. <laughs> it's well, like, if, but, if it coincides with that. It's interesting that he waited until he amassed a net worth of about 20 to $25 million before he put, he put this out publicly. So A, you're right, DK, like, he's out of money. Or B, he just wants to make sure that A never happens. And maybe he was actually wrong. Maybe this is, this could. Or C, I'm he was, yeah, he was slight. I'm, I'm inclined to believe that this is true. <laughs> Me too. I can't I really too. make up a defense that it isn't. Um, it will be interesting if this does go to court, though, because if, if he signs into this based on the premise that it would be adopted, it never was actually adopted. No, it would. Doesn't there's that, there's doesn't nothing. If that's the case, yeah, there's no, there's no actual court case. It is just a, a, a reputation burn, right? Because it's like, yeah, if you sign on the dotted line, you agreed to it. I guess, I don't know. I'm not a fucking lawyer. Like, maybe maybe there's a world where it's like he was coerced because he was, like, underage. Like, a lawyer probably wouldn't take the case if they didn't think they could win it, I would guess. Um, but, yeah, I just love if, that, if, like, the NFL is so... If he's adopted, they have a legal right to that money, right? I think that that's where it's, it comes but that's, well, but that's not like what they they're saying. A... They're saying he was in, like... Because the conservatorship, as I understand it, is, like, protection... And this could be completely wrong. Yeah, explain so, like, to the general public what a conservatorship is, because I totally know what it is. I will 100%. guess to the general public, but just the general public, you know, I, uh, I, in case they need to know. I know, I I'm good. I know what it is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but, but for anyone listening, um, well, Bobby, since you asked, um, my understanding is like when an adult goes into a conservatorship, it's because they can't take care of themselves. 
So you have essentially the right to do with them what you will in order in uh, under the the guise or the fact of keeping them safe. So Britney Spears was in a conservatorship. It was hard to not hear about it. Now there's different sides to this story too because she, I wanted her to get out of the conservatorship because it seems, seems like they were stealing her money. But since she got out, it's like wow, that seems pretty crazy. Maybe she put her back in. <laughs> it's like I don't know, but but. And saying that, I don't think anybody should be held against their will if she didn't want to be in there and she could, like, you know, articulate that, then, like, don't be in one. And that would be my same guess with him. Like, I, I don't know how easy or hard they are to get into or out of, but like you said, Mike, if, if he signed it, it's one thing, but then there's also, like, was he tricked into signing it with, yeah. like, was comments he, of, like, was a he, completely was he different underage? life? Yeah. Was he under, was he, did he sign it under, under uh, false pretenses? Were, right. were there extenuating circumstances that, that led him to that? Like, I'm not a lawyer. I just watched a lot of suits. I think anyone. Is that good? Is that show good? It's yes. Really heard so much so, about that show. Watch it. It's so good. No. I, it's, yeah, it's, it's really that good. good. It's, really it's not like Breaking Bad good, obviously. No. Like, it's not no like, it, or Better Call it's, Saul. It's not that level. But okay. It's, it's, it's different, but it's equal. Because we just started mm-hmm. Justified. I don't know, equal. Oh, better, better that Call show Saul. Too. I'm really enjoying Justified. Yeah, I'm fine with Justified being like a middle brow, like not like the most yeah, amazing fine. show that's ever like been produced. But I'm like, it's just watchable because like Timothy Oliphant's like, don't make me pull up, put you down. I'm like, yeah, I love fucking get him. He's the best. <laughs> I love He's that so guy. But like he was also in Deadwood, which is like very highbrow, very good show, you know, so he can do it all. He's got range. Anyway, and Santa, Michael, Cre- and, and Santa Corita Diet, which is also a good show. I haven't watched that one. It's a good day. Good people, right? That was a little Netflix recommendation for everyone out there. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck Netflix. I stand fuck. with the working man. Streaming. Yeah. <laughs> fuck all the streaming services. All of them. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you say to that, Bobby. Uh, GK That's can agree true. with you. Yeah. That. <laughs> I physically cannot agree with you right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm bound under. under okay. So, has 12 minutes on uh, on something that we know nothing about been enough time to talk about this? Or do you want yeah, to but go I, to it? I would, I would like to to add, request that we revisit it it's more information comes to light because yeah. there's nothing better I than agree. this show becoming the view for 10 minutes <laughs> my last my, my last thing is if 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 they i don't know if you can i feel like you can't force a minor into it if you're the one who actually is supporting him so that's where a minor like, or a minor minor is like a minor like like a like a chilean minor or a minor like someone who's underage because you can force a minor to do a lot of stuff who's forced they, they need the money they need to go get mining. the coal yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, it feels like actual football is the way to go. Okay, so week one, <laughs> week one of the preseason is in the books. We're going to talk about our respective teams. We got the Bears, who looked great, the Cowboys, who didn't, and then we have the Patriots, who looked way worse. So like, this is the, the the best way to start. I want to start. Do, with can we the do Bears. one disclaimer just at the start, so we don't have to continue to do it for the entire show? We accept that it's preseason. Like we yeah, yeah. accept. Like, just right off the bat, for all intents and purposes, like, no qualifiers needed. We accept that it's preseason, and it's mainly about getting in shape, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we are going to talk about the give the takeaways, I would assume, because, like, there are some takeaways. I, well, you know, disclaimer. Disclaimer at yeah. the start, that we get it. So don't sit there if you're listening to this the entire time being like, what if, if overreacting to preseason? It's like, that's all I get to react to right now. So just yeah, let like, me do it. Let me live. If you, if you, uh, all of you out there made it through the blindside commentary, like it's going to be a cake bar. That show. was the best so, like, part. I loved that. Do you like, want to keep well, talking so about far, it? Well, so far it was. <laughs> Can we uh, start tune with in for our watch along of the blindside 2009? 
<laughs> Can we start with the Bears? Because I Please. feel like that was uh, one of the most surprising and impressive uh, starts that you can see. I mean, Justin Fields. I can. We've been talking about how the big the big play element had been what, what was missing, like his first couple of years. He, the guy goes three for three for like a buck thirty. They weren't all deep ball, but now we've seen none of them were actually. No, you see what D, what, what DJ Moore in that offense is going to do. So our DK, going into that game, what did you want to see, and how did that game uh, help you feel about the team so far? Honestly, I wanted to see exactly what I saw, which was I wanted to see our rookie. I mean, this is again, you know, I know I did the disclaimer, but because it's preseason, you're not exactly looking for Justin Fields to light it up or fail or you know whatever. Rocha. You're you're looking you're looking for him to get a few snaps and like see you know what is what his footwork's like, what his movements like, what his protections like. Um, and I think that like the big thing for me was I just I had kind of earmarked the rookies, um, of which we have quite a few. Uh, the defense, the defense. The the notable losses, the notable like not players not playing, like we had a lot of guys not in there, which obviously you're not going to take any risks in preseason. But um, Jaquan Brisker, Chase Claypool, Terrell Smith, uh, Tremaine Edwards, Dylan Cole, Lucas Patrick, Nate Davis, like none of these guys are in there. So and the, these are these are guys that would fill a lot of holes um, on on the starting squad. So especially like I want to see Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, obviously because like that's our that's our kind of our blue chip signing in the offseason so i think um a lot of positives and the biggest thing for me was i already knew justin fields had a better deep ball than people give him credit for i already knew that he can scramble when the play breaks down what i didn't know was could we sustain drives could we have enough in our back pocket in the modern nfl to look like scoring on every drive because that was kind of our kryptonite last season we came really close to winning a lot of games. We only won three, but we came really close to winning a lot of games. And it was because we didn't have enough in the fourth quarter that they hadn't seen. That was like kind of my takeaway of it. A lot of the time. Um, I think huge positives, the offensive line, they're blocking down the fields was awesome. They all look bigger, uh, more athletic. Um, the promises that polls and uh, Everflus have been making are coming true. As far as we want fast, um, high IQ, uh, athletic linemen. We want hard-hitting, aggressive defenders. Like the, the, these sort of um, propaganda remits you get that you're like, I'll believe it when I see it, right? Because how many fucking Bears rebuilds have I watched? Um, not one to this degree. I mean, we've always been so middling and we've talked about that. But, you know, I wanted to see the, them start to deliver on their promises and they have very intelligently. Um, they've used the market correctly. They've used the draft correctly. They got a lot for that first pick, which we obviously lucked into a little bit, but you take what you get. Um, and quite honestly, I don't mean to sound like I'm overreacting, but like r- roster on paper, it the rebuild's like almost done. Um, the yep. the the holes that I can see are are definitely still prevalent prevalent. It's not gonna happen this season, but I do think we'll win a good amount of games. Um, and it's obviously gonna come down to fields, and it's it's his third year. So we're gonna know, you know, we're gonna know who Justin Fields is pretty much as a quarterback uh, come come the end of middle to middle end of this season. Um, so, I had a question, DK, because you said uh, last week on the on the power ranking show that you felt like you guys were a, a edge rusher away from being maybe a powerhouse. In, well, we in, we in, in we signed Yannick and Gonque since then, right. so uh, that was a really big pickup, in my opinion, as far as like as far as like uh, uh, you know additions to this to this Bears roster. Um, 
we had eight sacks in this game. I, you know, I'm not going to keep saying the preseason thing. We had eight sacks in this game. Um, we had like fucking 20 all of last season. So the fact that we needed to get pressure on the quarterback was obviously quite evident. Um, there's, there's guys on the defensive line that, you know, had started to fade that, that came back and showed something. There's, there's rookies in there that looked really, really good. Um, and I think pressure on the QB is huge. I mean, like, wh- what did we talk about? We had Bobby and I had fully decided that you have to be able to pressure with your line in today's NFL. Yeah. Like we, we, we basically like put that into the hall of records as like official, like it's, it's in the, there. It's with, part of, it's part of the playoff manifesto. To yeah. Steal. It's yeah. It, if you can't, if you can't bring pressure, it's not 1998 anymore. If you can't bring pressure four. without, in, without including your linebackers, you're going to get murdered. Because if your linebackers come, yes, sometimes they can, but a lot of times if you don't get that pressure within the margins of like, what, three seconds if you bring a linebacker, like most QBs are going to kill you over the middle. So, and especially in the regular season, like even Kirk Cousins can kill you in that situation. So it's like, and like the way pockets collapse now, et cetera, et cetera. So the fact that the Bears seem to know that is really encouraging. The fact that they're starting to get... um, you know the, the the hard hits. We we were we, we seem to be taking the tackles really seriously. A big thing I always watch the Patriots do. This is uh, it's it's like hard not to bring up the fucking Patriots when it, when I think you're talking about um, team defenses. Like it seems what they're trying to do is they're trying to build a defense around a mentality and a culture, which is what I want, as opposed to one guy, um, which I've seen before. It doesn't work uh, as well, in my opinion. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to do this thing the Patriots always did, where it was like the first guy that got to the ball carrier would, would put him down. Like, it was like, make your tackles, execute, execute, execute. It was like, if, if you got penetration, you put the quarterback down. Like, don't go for any crazy strip sacks. Don't try to make just like execute, execute, execute on defense. Then don't break, et cetera, et cetera, right? This has all been talked to death. And I think that it's something I've always liked about watching that team. Um, it means they're well-drilled. It means they're disciplined. It means they're concentrated. It means they're taking it seriously. And I think that you can get a lot more out of a defense like that than you can out of a guy like a defense with two studs, you know, and like holes in the other areas because it's a big field. <laughs> you know, like if you get to come up against a good offense, you can start finding holes. Um, the biggest thing I want to see over the course of this, the preseason is as far as Justin Fields' deep ball goes, I think it's accurate, but I want to see him hitting ru- uh, route runners when they break into dead zones. On, on zone defenses more often. That is when you start yep. to see elite QBs emerge. Um, if he can do that, plus he has, he doesn't have to do everything anymore. You know, DJ Moore, like right. the, the thing, the meme this weekend was one plus two equals six because DJ Moore is two and Justin Fields is, is jersey numbers uh, one and two. So I love that. I love that he has DJ Moore. We have a great backfield and like all that stuff's great. But I guess my overall point is, I was watching a lot more the little things, you know, like the, yeah. how well drilled they are, what the, what the defense, what their mentality is going to be, where everybody's going to be, how everybody's going to be. And people seem to be buying it. And then and that to me is like as something I, I can probably recognize and then be like, OK, I can feel good about that, even though it's a week one preseason game, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the biggest thing with the Bears that I took away was the. the commitment to change the things that didn't work last year yeah. and and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and to show that that is a serious point of emphasis um <laughs> the, the main thing i was going to bring up was the eight sacks because yeah. I, I think they were 32nd if not they were like bottom five and we were last in sacks i think yeah um 
So I think Which that's so I can key. tell you shows up when you're watching the team. It's very oh, 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, a quarterback not having to worry about getting hit every time he drops back is such a game changer, man. Anybody and, can look like a fucking stud in that yeah, situation. 100%. Right? 100%. And, and you know, you like you said, yes, it is preseason, but it obviously was a point of emphasis going into the game. Yeah, you're 100% right that that's what you look like. But that's what you look for in preseason. You see what they're what they're trying to go for. If yeah. they execute it, if they look crisp, you know what I mean? There's just certain things that, that pop out to you. Like, okay, this could be a good football team. Yeah. And when, when you see a point of emphasis like that stand out to the point where they're getting eight sacks in a game, which is, you know, I, I feel like that happens three, four times a year in the NFL. Yeah. So, like, that's 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 a big step forward to me. The other thing that stood out was your rookie running back, bro. Roshan, I think it's Roshan Vaughn or something like yeah. that. or Roshan, Roshan Johnson. Johnson, yeah. He was Derek Derek Henry two point He breaks Derrick Henry light right there. He's he is a, a Khalil Herbert's our our RB one for sure. Uh, it's the job sort of his to lose. Uh, he brings like a well rounded game that like I think is going to work really well, especially on these like screen plays. Yeah. But do you remember like I'm not saying this is what the Bears offense is now, but do you remember like peak? Obviously, you do. It wasn't that long ago. Peak Chiefs um, with like Tyreek Hill and like that mobile backfield with the way that their offensive line worked, it was like we would rather have like sort of nimble, like smart pass and run blockers as opposed to like giant, like giant yeah. power blockers yeah. that are trying to like shove the line. Like we're, yeah, you want the guys and, that can get out on the edge and set that right. side. And, but, well, because they had guys that were so fast and like the, they had skill guys that were so fast and like that includes their QB. And I think that that became a blueprint. If anybody anybody was watching and they were smart, that became a blueprint on how you use fast skill position players behind the line of scrimmage. Because if your offensive line can get out and claim a space and like claim a position, you can guarantee you can basically guarantee yourselves four to seven yards of fucking play if if you can run those plays consistently. And if you have guys that are mobile and that can move, that's all the better. And then I think I can start to see the, the formation of a game plan with Chase Claypool in there. If he becomes the Chase Claypool that I've seen him be before, which is no guarantee. I, I, I you know, there's question marks about his mentality. Looking good in practice, bro. Yeah, he's looking good in practice, but also there's there's still question marks there from that the the end times in, in Pittsburgh. And also like those skilled players that Pittsburgh pick up, like they don't typically leave Pittsburgh and play really, really well. Like in at least in the past few years, it's like, Something about something in the water down there. I don't know. Coal miner town. But I think I would be really encouraged to have him as a deep threat, as a wide receiver too, after DJ Moore with, with how DJ Moore can move um, yards after catch. So I can sort of see the game plan that they're going for. Uh, I think our offense is, is a lot better than it was last year. I think our defense is marginally better than it was last year. But I'm really looking forward to seeing the new linebacking core in action. But yes, I agree with I you, mean, Bob. I, I do. I think that's a good point. And I think that like, if you don't pressure the fucking QB, like it makes for tough watching. <laughs> like it makes for really, really tough watching of a fucking NFL game when you have a horse in the race. Also, every defense is going to look bad if if they're always on the field. I mean, at the game, yeah. if you give, give them enough time, good it's going to happen. It's a good point. Think, you remember, you remember that thing with Brady where it was like you got to keep the ball out of his hands. Like the only way right. to beat the Patriots was to keep the ball out of his hands, which like then had the domino effect of like hiring out that. Patriots defense and the way that they played got extremely neutered by how they would stay on the field for that long. I mean, teams yep. are only able to accomplish it once or twice in that era. But well, once you, I mean, they that did was the only game. It was twice, and it was one team. 
yeah. <laughs> they did it for ten, they did it for ten years. I mean, uh, oh eight through like twenty fourteen, it was it was bad, yeah. real real fucking bad. It was like um, a t- you could like basically attribute like a time of possession to the Patriots' offense to wins, yeah, like one one to one. It was like if they if Tom Brady has the ball in his hands for more than like five playing minutes, you're you're done, you're cooked. Yep, which was like we're never going to fucking see the like again, to be honest. But like, you know, it's it's still it's still a fair philosophy, right? You still want to keep the ball out of the QB's hands because they can't hurt you on defense if you're safe with it. Yeah. So one of the things that I wanted to see out of this game that I didn't get to see, but I still take it as a positive, but you kind of alluded to it, was Justin Field. Though I wanted to see him have the ability to throw somebody open deep from the pocket. Because that is something that Patrick Mahomes can do, Josh Allen can do, you know, even solar powered Kirk Cousins can do it. It's not what <laughs> Lamar Jackson can do. And I think I, we all know that, that Justin Fields is going to create a lot, like a lot of plays with, with his legs, but he's going to stay healthy if he stays in that pocket and he gets comfortable. Uh, the flip side of that, though, is we talked about it last week on the show when you talked about Travis Kelsey, about you know, how everyone on the field knows that he's going to get the ball and there's still space. If the Bears' offense, as offensive coordinator, can scheme an offense half as well as Andy Reid and his team can, I mean, Fields is going to be amazing for a very long time. Well, our and, offensive and coordinator it, was a part of the number one offense in the NFL a couple of times in Green well, Bay. It's, so it's, 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 I like what he's doing so far. You have a guy like Fields, man. You, you, you don't, you don't, you don't even have to scheme an offense. But if you do. If you do actually scheme a successful offense, it's it's well. What I want him to look like, Bob, and I've said this to you before. Like, what I want him to look like in a perfect world is a guy that honestly, like Eric Peek, Aaron Rodgers. Like, if if he can move, yeah, and get yards, and in always have it be the right decision. You know what I mean? Like where he's sliding. Like the end of his run is like a slide, and then he just walks back to where because it's like his arm is so lethal. And this is obviously my dream version of this, like working it. I can see this offense. Like I can see how it can get there, but I, you know, it's not a guarantee. Like it's hard to be elite, but I think if, yeah, if every run is like seven to 11 yards, not like scrambles for three to five, like Rogers, when he would run, he it would always be the right decision. So he would run into this pocket of space and slide and it would be a first down, like almost every time. So if he could do that, because they have this like triple threat worry about him all the time. And to your point, Mike, like the deep ball, I really like his deep ball per like already. And, but you can't judge it until you give him a weapon. Like we've talked about Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Like we've had that conversation. I don't think that DJ Moore is Stefan Diggs, but I also think he's like strangely criminally underrated because of the market that he's been playing in for, for the past few years. Like, I don't think he's like hundred percent a household name because of that. And I think I, I, Knock on wood, I don't want to jinx it, but something feels special about that dynamic, which I didn't actually want to say on this show because I really don't want to jinx it, but something, even in that first preseason game, something felt a little special about the two of them, the way that they linked up. Because for all intents and purposes, like the report on Justin Fields is that he's like low-key a psycho, which you like want, right? Like he's got he's got that right. like psychotic, like work rate thing, they say. Now, you want that message coming out of any camp for your first two years, QB, obviously, but like if that is true, the third year leap could be a lot of fun to watch. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really looking. I was saying all last season, I can't wait for next season. And like, here we are. Well, it's so, like, bro, the, the difference in weapons from DJ Moore, even if he's not a one, right? right. Well, who was Denzel Mims? Was that your number one last year? No, Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney, right. So, I mean, I mean, come on. It's, it's, Mooney's great. He's good. 
He's really good. He's great, but he's not a one. Not no. even close. No, we're a lot deeper. Never be talked about we're a lot deeper the wide receiver uh, position than we were last year. That's for sure. And I, I, I think you're right though. That, that Met. to see the chemistry between those two in that first preseason game where they were actually looking for each other. They want. I felt like they wanted to send a message. Like it. I agree. I think that's going to be special. I'll also say um, I was entertaining pipe dreams of us trading fucking shingles for Jonathan Taylor last week, um, but it doesn't. It, it, the thing is, is like he would be so good in this system too. Like the way that he is, like his, he's probably. This might sound like an exaggeration. Like, tell me if I'm exaggerating hard, but like he's probably one of, if not the most elusive running backs I've ever seen. Like, yeah, it's 100%. like elus- elusiveness being, I think, his key quality and makes him very, very fun to watch. So, like, just on that merit, I would love him. But our backfield was pretty good, so I, uh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. Ro- Roshan, man, I'm telling you, that guy's the truth. Yeah, I Just would probably, he, he, I but I would trade Khalil Herbert for Jonathan Taylor straight up in whoa, like a second. So <laughs> if would you, would you? Yeah, that's, I would. But I mean, like they're in a, they're not that. in a great bargaining position. That doesn't. I know it sounds like a like an unfair trade, but like he wants out, they want him out. It's not a, like that's common knowledge. So that that I could see it. And then all of a sudden, our offense is like, woo. Who? Imagine RPO with Jonathan Taylor and Justin Fields. Oh my fucking god, dude, that's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> it's like plus that fucking absolute cannon of a fucking uh, rb2 we have to just like run through shit it's looking good dude uh, the, the, the thing that i always liked about the like obviously i wanted pace out of there like i was very vocal about that um and like the coaching for the last few years we don't need to get into that but i think that there's a a, a definitive fucking plan and vision and honestly at this point that's all i can ask for if if you're trying to put a plan and a vision into place and you're making responsible and patient and intelligent decisions to make that happen and not rushing and and doing the right thing. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I didn't necessarily want Eberflus as my first choice. Like, I wanted the, like, let's get everything we can out of Justin Fields guy. But the fact that he brought in uh, this offensive coordinator and, and QB coach and, like, these guys that we brought in that with, with pedigree, it shows me something that I think is very important in a leader, to be honest, which is, Humility, like one of you guys mentioned, like the idea of like leaving the stuff that doesn't work behind humility and not sticking to a game plan just because it was yours and trusting, like surrounding yourself with smart people and not putting yourself in a position where you're the only one with the answers because you have an ego or, you know, you're worried about your job performance or whatever it is. Like those are good leaders to me. And it seems like I might be reading into what I want to see, but it seems to me like he's putting around him a team of very smart and capable people to help the team succeed. And it's not about him. It brings me back to like the 2017 New England Patriots DK when in Miami, when uh, Bill Belichick said, we will not throw the ball once until we can run for a first down. And they never ran for a first down. (laughs) So like, you don't want to become that, you know? Right. Right. And, and, and at that point, the, the nice thing about where we are is the sky's the limit right now everybody's super young the baby bears um the the coach hasn't done anything to make me insane yet the gm hasn't done anything to make me insane yet um it, in fact like they're doing positive things i mean the gm so swindled living. last year swindled yeah, i thought he was that was, that was always the the theme of the bears po- pre this era right was there was always something that that, that was a negative the drawback that that had a big dark circle over it that you had to cloud over that you had to cover yeah. up in order yeah. to be a successful football team well, I think I think seems like the, the the needle's moving forward and everything is looking positive and, and there's an outlook of like 
yes, this may not be great, but we're working towards this direction. I, so, th- I, th- I think you're correct. And I like having lived under that crowd at cloud, I've, I felt it. And I think the, the thing that I could compare it to for like the Boston sports listening fans is like, you could fill up Fenway park, no matter how good the red or bad uh, the Red Sox are like, you can, you can sell out Fenway park, no matter what. So there's certain ownership types and there's certain, um, there's certain powers that be that are more focused on the bottom line and not losing out on certain revenues and et cetera, et cetera. There's some ownership groups and, and powers that be types that are more focused on their, uh, how they look to the general public. And we're never not going to love the Hallises. We're never not going to love the Bears. We're never not going to show up to fucking Soldier Field on Sunday. We're ne- no matter like how badly it's fucking falling apart. Uh, we're never not going to be vocal on the fucking internet. And the other thing about Bears fans that I've noticed is it's my one fan base that where I live in this sort of safe space, like I can, you know, Packers fans and I talk shit to each other, but there's not a ton to talk about with how successful they've been. So it's like, you know, but with the rest of the NFL, they're all kind of like, ah, you're the Bears. <laughs> you know, like, ah, you're the Bears. <laughs> the Bears. No one hates it's, the Bears. No, it's like, I've never met anyone that's like, I Dallas Cowboys, to be honest with you. But it's, um, it's that has sort of i think uh if if i were to guess what you're talking like the answer to what you're talking about bobby that i think is what has sort of dragged us into mediocrity because it's like where's the motivation you know and i think that there was finally sort of a breaking point of patience with this bears fan base because we started to slip into joke territory like a, a, a franchise that is kind of highly regarded and well respected hasn't won a fucking super bowl since 1985 and you drew, you traded up to draft fucking Mitch Trubisky, and then you fucking brought in fucking Big Dick Nick, and like he looked like shit, and like et cetera, et cetera, and so on and so forth down the line tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, and eventually, even the most kind Midwestern soul is going to start to lose his fucking patience with this shit. Um, and as a person who primarily grew up in Boston, I lost my patience with it a long fucking time ago. So, uh, yeah, finally the very nice people that share my fandom are coming around, but, um. I, I'm I'm really encouraged. I'm really encouraged by the culture. The the kind of bummer is that I think they're doing almost the same thing in Detroit. I, I think they're really turning something around over there. Um, and I'm starting to sort of believe it. So we'll see. The North is up in the air, man. I, I was also think to our power ranking show. I kind of hope of it flips upside down. That would be dope if the Bears yeah. and Lions end up at yeah, top yeah, of that yeah. division. It's I mean it's going to because Aaron Rodgers is out of the division and now all all of the minor uh like tweaks and increases minor or minor. So not not like coal miner, uh, but but like small, you know, like all those little tweaks now, those are going to be amplified because you don't have that one juggernaut team at right. North. Right. right. And, and I think, and, you know, I made this point in the power ranking show. That, good. Is it just, sorry to interrupt you, but I made that point in the power ranking show that it's like, it's it's about, like, I think we're making adjustments to win the division now because we can right. see the shift. Because you can. Guys. Yeah. Because it's, it's smart to do, you know. Honestly, oh. like, how good could we have gotten? Over the over the course of the Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers era, it's like how good could we really have gotten while those fuckers were there? You know, like it, they were just putting their fucking foot on our neck for 20, 30 years. It's, it. I can't <laughs> imagine that, man. It's awful. Yeah, it's awful. That's not, that's not good. Uh, the Bears are my second favorite team now <laughs> because obviously uh, Mr. XFL, TJ Walker on the team. I hope, I hope he makes it. Uh, I, I doubt I, it. I, I, I doubt yeah, it. We'll see. We'll see. Probably won't. Um, I'm looking forward to watching it. And honestly, I, I do think you guys can all get on board with the Bears because we're not divisionally conflicted. Hey, 
I've been on board with And the you Bears. have, yeah, but but I, what, that was the point I was going to make to Mike, Bobby, is, you know, if you want someone, if you want a fun bandwagon to, like, half root for watching Justin Fields play football. It's, it's so cool. fucking it's fun, man. It's a beautiful thing. So, I have him on my dynasty team. Me, uh, and I had Justin Herbert and Justin Fields, and I chose Fields just because of how much fun he is. To I, I was like, bro, this is not even absurd, a fucking competition. Bro. It's going to be yeah. absurd. He just looks the part, man. You know, he, like, looks... Like the guy that I want to be my quarterback, if that makes sense. His face has been my avatar in our Discord chat for the entirety of him since we like signed him. Because I immediately put him, I like just took the Bears for a franchise year and won the Super Bowl immediately and like took a picture with him and the Lombardi trophy. And I was like, that looks good. That looks like it could happen. So I'm just like trying to manifest it, you know. I don't know if if the if the next game that we talk about is gonna be as as happy. But uh, I mean, Bobby, we are in your Preseason, you guys like, are a fucking mess, Robert. You're it's a like mess, Christmas, but it's like Christmas tree. Like the the, cool. the Cowboys will never be any better this season than they are right now in your eyes. So let's talk about the uh, preseason game number one. Yeah, I mean, listen, I know we lost, but I take no, no, no take. So I take zero percent takeaway from the fact that we actually lost. I thought you were gonna game. say accountability. I was like, it's not, <laughs> it's not my uh, fault. I take no fucking accountability. <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, this, this isn't a story of my life podcast, okay? This is um story of the Cowboys, man. It's 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 brutal. Deuce, so the one takeaway, takeaway, is Deuce Vaughn. He is uh, Darren Sproles 2.0, bro. It, it, what a find. He eight was carries, five foot five. Eight carries, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Bro, five Three foot catches. five, 170 pounds. And he actually is from Kansas State, too. So he literally spin, is. Uh, spin move? He's a carbon copy of Darren Sproles. And if you add this to our offense with, with, with Pollard and uh, Darren Sproles 2.0, man, I'm I'm on board with that. Um, my biggest takeaway since we last talked is the fact that we actually signed Zach Martin. I am so happy that they finally woke up and realized that this dude is is what makes this offensive line go. It, the, the offensive line has gone from an elite offensive line that was the 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 staple or the What's the word I'm looking for? What people build off of the, the archetype? The, yeah, thank you. The of what the rest of the NFL did, and now there is no depth. It is just a bunch of injury-prone old guys anchored by Zach Martin. So he had every goddamn right to hold out, and I'm just happy they're smart and actually paid the dude because without Zach Martin, the Cowboys are in trouble. This offense is not the Cowboys' offense without Zach Martin anchoring that offensive line. Okay. I'm not trying to pick a fight here. I just had a question for Bobby, if I could just ask. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, not to piss you off, but this probably will. But what exactly is the Cowboys offense? I think I can answer that. Can I jump in? I think it's, it's John it's, Stevens it's, Jr. in the tight ends. I like To me, those yeah. are the guys that jumped out to me. He got five catches and a, and a score. I think, and I think it might solve a little bit of your blocking issues too. And also... It's that thing that you saw the glimpses of last year. You got to put Dak in a position to succeed. Like you can't ask him to pull a rabbit out of that because I think as the three of us, I think it was decided he's just ain't that dude. So right, Bobby, like weren't you encouraged by your tight ends, like the tight end friendly offense that you were sort of running and like the the like that was the thing that jumped out to me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, so I love I love our tight ends. Ferguson is going to be a really good uh, tight end. You had a few catches here. too, right? Like yeah, he had like, he had he had a few like catches. Yards or something. It's it's all about replacing Dalton Schultz, but the offense itself is what you saw when Tony Pollard was on the field last year. That's what the offense is moving forward, and, and it's it's going to be 
Um, so if you remember during that uh, playoff game against the 49ers, right? What happened as soon as Pollard went out? The offense stalled. Your, your offense was done. For the Bro, day. Pollard, Pollard is what's going to make this offense go. And I think he's going to end up being a top five, top 10 running back in the league after this year. That offense will be Tony Pollard. Was he not top 10 last year? Do I just because yeah. he touches? Yeah, I guess he was. It's just the Zeke took away most of them. But yeah, well, I mean, um, that, that frustration even frustrated me. Like sitting there fucking watching Zeke out on the fucking. I can't wait for that. The, well, I think I have a different opinion of, um, of him <laughs> on the Patriots, to be honest with you. But I think because I think it's about what you do. I mean, like it, it was so situationally fucking ignorant every time that they put the ball in Zeke's hands. It's like you're you're because like what my thing with with you, Bobby, if you remember, wasn't like get rid of Zeke at first. It was like just ask him to do the things that he's like good at and put him in a position to fucking help your offense as opposed to like put him in a situation that's clearly calling out for Tony Pollard. Right. Like there were so many touches where it was like, why isn't this going to our like superior breakout running back right now? Like it's like. It's fucking second and 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 five. Like, just give it to fucking Tony Pollard. Like, he'll give you get you a fucking first down. But instead, they're giving to Zeke for three yards, and then they'd be in that weird third down situation. It's just like, ugh, you know. And I think that being eliminated for the Cowboys is is a good thing. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's why, like, listen, I I want to come in here and be like, these are the takeaways that Dak didn't play. Like the 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 main guys that make this team go weren't on the field. So yes, there were there were standouts. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, the running back, uh, Demont Clark is is a really good uh, sideline the sideline defender. Um, he will he looked good in that game. There was the interception uh, on the first possession of Trevor Lawrence. You know, obviously there's things that stand out, but like yeah, there's still those cowboy mistakes. But it's it's all the backups and it's all these guys that are fighting for uh, uh, the last spot on the roster. So it, it's hard for me to say. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling down about this team because of the one preseason game, especially when I know I'm going to feel that way in September and October. So I, I got to reserve October. those feelings at this point and still stay on my high horse. And and, and I'm feeling good. I'm still feeling good. I mean, yeah, and, you can yeah, say that, but there was still offensive weapons that were out there that I think were proving to be. I I took a good thing, like good things from Deuce Vaughn and John Stevens Jr. Yeah, that's that's what I was just going to say. I took positives away from this game. Also, period. your linebackers are athletic as fuck. Overshone, Overshone, Demarvian Overshone. He looked good. Yeah, yeah, um, Overshone's good. Is, uh, is it Marquise or Marquise Bell? I think it's Marquise. Marquise, because, uh, he was all over the field, yeah. all over the field. I think he had what ten, was it ten or eleven uh, total tackles, but he was everywhere as a safety. So your yeah. defense, I think you you let you, uh, you talk. About I this think last they have week. number one defense in the league. Like they do. Defense. Uh, to be honest with you, I think that well, they're so athletic. Like I, I think they can really get back to that like ball hawk defense of two seasons ago. If they, and I think uh, it's the same thing like, that we were just talking right. about with the Bears, where it's 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 the mindset and the things that you see the Cowboys doing is is what you're going to see from this team moving forward. You know what I mean? The the defense to me, the thing that they have to watch out for, and it happened a few times in this game, is is that big penalty, man. And there's so many different times where they get that big stop. And for some reason, they have to stay on the field. And that's what comes back to bite them. And that ends up actually being the reason why they lost this game. Granted, it was backups, but um, I don't know. I, I, I can't take too much away from it. I, I got to see what this team looks like with Dak Prescott, with Brandon Cooks. Like the, the offense is going to be so revamped from what it was last year. You guys remember? It's tough, it's tough too, because like I got to talk about the Bears 
in essentially the context of like we won preseason week one. Like I think we had the most <laughs> preseason game. Oh no, like, we're, we're we're going we're going down the ladder on purpose. Like, this but now strategic. it's just like Bobby's like I don't know, dude. Dak didn't fucking play. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean, you know. <laughs> I, Listen, also, you, I just you guys know I always come on the mindset. I got to defend my. No, I think there's I a lot. To about I'm here at the Cowboys Shield. Can I just do one more callback? One more callback. Bobby, again, not to piss you off, but we are one year removed from you telling myself and uh, and DK Sizzle that the Cowboys had the best wide receiver room in the league, and now they've only gotten better uh, because you have Brandon Cooks, who's, who yeah. infamously ran backwards in the Super Bowl and got leveled and was concussed for this okay. again. Yeah, well, that was the hardest hit I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Now, I mean, listen, do you remember who the wide receivers we had week one last year? It was like Dennis Houston. No. Um, exa- exactly. Exactly. CeeDee Lamb. CD so it, 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 it's just such a weight off my back that there actually is weapons for Dak to throw to. Gallup as a three healthy is so different than having Michael Gallup as your number two wide receiver halfway recovered from a torn ACL. You know, what sure. it, it, it's, it's, just, it's just night and day, man, where, where it's like when we talk about the Celtics, when they finally get that depth and dudes are in the right place, in the right positions to do what they're supposed to do, and not have to overperform above what they're doing. And that's what this wide receiver group is going to be moving forward. But you're not, get, you're not getting me riled up on a preseason podcast. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. That's, that's for October. Because you know it's coming. So we so, uh, talked about uh, DK's Bears and how they won the preseason. Then we went to your uh, Cowboys and how we can't really take anything away. And we're going to move on to my Patriots. And I can tell you that uh, they showed me that they are exactly who I thought they would be uh, as of week one of the preseason and week one of the regular season. Their offensive line is fucking terrible. They're going to get whoever their, their starting quarterback is. It should be, it will be Mac. He's going to get killed because they, they, they cannot protect him. Ramondre, I, I mean, I, I hope that he sticks healthy. Uh, but what I, what I took away from this game is that we need to figure out how to make Malik Cunningham the next Taysom like Taysom Hill, you need to do that because I don't I don't want him to just running gadget plays. I think now, especially uh, Gasecki, uh, mildly dislocating your shoulder. Although I didn't know you could do that either. It's out or or thin. I think like with that one of your like the tight end, one of your tight ends down. If Malik's been taking reps as a quarterback and as a wide receiver, like put him in as a as a tight end too. Figure out a way to he open looks up electric, your offense honestly, in the middle field. To be honest with you, yeah, like, he looks he looks like fun. Like I'd like to watch he's him like, play football. I didn't know that about your offensive line, though. Is that is that is that as bad as you say? Yeah, it's so bad. Because right, like, what, just... what about all this talk about about Mac Jones breakout candidate twenty twenty three? Like he's like on the list. He's on everybody's list. Is like possible? Like huge jump? Like this is like what everyone's talking about? Like that is that people just ignoring the fact that he's going to get like stalked like a deer and fucking murdered in the middle of a football? I field? think that that's that's strictly just a byproduct of the fact he has a competent offensive coordinator this year. No, he has I think, a I think, he has a offensive coordinator. Period. Yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. that not is there no like to. trickle down effect to your offensive line? Then like it can can Belichick not like pull a rabbit out of a hat and put on four guys that you've never heard of? Well, and, like, Switch a guy from I mean, right guard to left tackle, and all of a sudden he's like having an all pro season, and then like bang, <laughs> like is that not a, on the cards? Well, the guy that they did that to last year was Trent Brown, and he's been uh, hurt all in camp, and they're counting on him to uh, to come back, but he wasn't good last year. 
Like, yeah, he was terrible what, last year. What, was, you, what you saw. Really, yeah, but, like, but, but you have to think about what I think last year offensively is a complete wash because, like, you, you, the guy that was coaching the entire offense was like, like, that's going to, that's going to be, that's going to affect the offensive line. Like, if, they, if you're not scheming correct yeah, sure. blockers, like, you're going to look like shit. Like, like, that's just, that's just like a Matt Patricia run offense. You cannot grade any of your players. You have to pretend that year didn't happen. But what I will say is that Bill has $8 million tied up in Riley Reese and Connor McDermott, and neither of them might be starting alignment in for week yeah, one. But he has Malik Cunningham for like 250 k <laughs> That guy's going to fucking run all over everybody. <laughs> he, he, had, he had the biggest signing bonus out of any undrafted rookie this year. So he knew. Well, yeah. Bill knew it was up. Yeah. It was like 200 grand, and everyone usually gets like 50 or 25 or something like that. Sweet. Spend yep. that Robert Kraft it's, money. It's it's takeaway from from this game was was Malik. I also thought that uh oh Jesus, that uh, Keon White, he looked just angry on defense. He is going to be something. Uh and I I don't I don't think defense is gonna be a problem for for the Patriots. I mean, I don't again, I don't think that they're gonna be a good team at all. I still think it's gonna be like seven to eight wins this year. But Trent Brown practiced, right? He practiced. Yeah, yeah, he practiced. I mean, but, he'll play. But just so he'll, just he'll so play. that you know, he'll play. Yeah, every every single preseason, uh, <laughs> or sorry, every every single odd training camp has uh, every day the the view writers are saying this offensive line is bad. Like it's really bad. Okay, and they didn't even play the starters. They're pretty spot on last year. Again, though, writers. again, like last year, you can't judge anything from last yeah. year. Like you just can't. What about what's his name? The um, ah, oh, fuck that wide receiver. They got Juju. They brought in yeah, Demario Douglas. Demario Douglas. I like solid route runner. Like he's like a six round yeah. pick to be a diamond. Like I, you know, that's that's positive. Here's the problem. Yeah, I mean, I said this on the power rank. You showed a Rayshon, and it it was a little bit to just fuck with him, but also it's true. Your <laughs> fucking schedule is a murderer's row. Of teams, right? Like, it feels no, no, so mean spirited, honestly. I th- I think that the Patriots will absolutely be functionally better than they were last year. Well, they just and, have to be, and they still might have a worse record because yeah, of, uh, I would of that, that schedule. That's a fair point. That's fair. Um, so like, it, it, it's uh, gonna be, it's gonna be really hard to judge it. But wh- what I what I do want to talk about is is it, it was it became pretty apparent that again this wasn't the offensive line was so bad that. They ran the ball 30 times for 78 yards. Again, it's only preseason. It was all backups. I get that. But that forced them to go and make a panic decision and, and give Ezekiel Elliott $6 million. I have a different take on this than you, but go ahead. So I, my, my first take when, when, I, uh, when, I sent, when I sent it to you all yesterday was, this is Bill trying to make sure that Ramondre doesn't get paid. Because Zeke is going to take... Seven, seven. You're of such a cynical away. little bitch. Sometimes, like <laughs> I just know Bill. I know. Let me ask you a question before you give me your take on, on this, TK. Do you think that after the addition of uh, Zeke or the potential addition of DeAndre Hopkins would would have amounted to more wins? Okay, obviously that's not a fair question. Like that, that's like obviously it would be better to sign DeAndre Hopkins, but you're making them mutually exclusive. Like one doesn't have to not exist to make the other one true. So I, it's like a well, very, it's a very manipulative and cunty well, question. Two, Frank the lab, they've <laughs> had three people, they've had three star players in for visits this off season. I named two of them. 
They only okay. signed one of them. All right. But you also just went from saying that your pass protection was your biggest problem. And then you signed one of the best pass blocking running backs in the NFL. Literally the reason we put up with is three yards per carry. That's just what happened. That's just what happened. So you, you, you can't, well, you can, because you know, the first (laughs) amendment and like, we have a very, uh, uh, you know, evenly spread around shop here, but you can't decry pass protection and then get angry that they went and signed some. Like it's, to me, it's like it made complete sense. Like I when when they when I heard that they signed him, it made so much sense because Bill Belichick signs motherfuckers not when they're Zeke Elliott, when they're Zeke Elliott, but he can do something with them, you know. And it's like to me, it just made it just made all the fucking sense in the world. I I was it, like contextually and situationally, he needed to get out of Dallas. That you know, was gonna be good, but like you know, now in New England. I think you're gonna really like him as a pass blocker. And honestly, is, you think you think Bill Belichick gives a fuck? You think he won't just be like your million only dollars ever... for a pass blocker? I mean, as opposed to as so a, it's I twelve mean, million dollars that you also have also a threat, like also a threat. Offensive like, linemen. If you run, if you run four effective fucking running plays with him in a game, then they have to scheme. Or like right away, they have to scheme, and then all of a sudden he's out there as a pass blocker, and you haven't anticipated for that, and your linebackers picking up a spy in no man's land. Like this is, I think. To me, it it didn't seem like a, a an absurd amount of money for him, especially maybe maybe that's in relation to the contract he just came off, but like and probably is, but and like that's another reason they had to get him out of Dallas. Like that contract was such an albatross around your neck, you know. Like that's was a big part of the talking point. I also think Dak's not too much fucking money, but that's neither here nor there. I uh, I I just think I think it's the perfect place for someone like him to go and shrug off expectations based on the name recognition. Like it's it the place that the thing that New England has always done well is it's like you're a patriot first. You're not. And that's Bill Belichick all over. You're a patriot and then you're whoever the fuck you are. So if he goes to Pittsburgh, there is this Zeke Elliott thing like hanging around his head. If I'm talking about from his perspective, if he goes if he goes to Arizona, if he goes to Green Bay, there's this. Well, we got Zeke. Let's see what he can do. But the Patriots, you think about it as a fan base in a different way. And you're, you're smart, too, because you're actually like, well, what's Bill going to do with that guy? And I think that's the way to think about it because people, he's now in the Patriots like canal of people. He's he's no better or worse than anyone else. And like the media is going to start to get affected by that. And it's going to be less headlining. He's just not going to be that headlining because it's going to be what he's used for. And I think it's a smart pickup. I, I genuinely do. Especially for what you just told me you fucking needed, which is pass blocking. You, you don't pay a running back up to six million dollars for the season up to, to fucking pass keywords, protect. Keywords. That's not what you do. Yeah, Especially but, when you when you let a good pass protecting running back go to Buffalo pass, for pass one million dollars. Pass protection plus and plus you have a good ass backfield on paper now. Like that's the plus. Like your pay, your fucking backfield might be top seven on paper. Honestly. So, well, so I mean, top seven. Okay, yes, top seven. I'll give you. I saw a couple posts today. It was like. I saw Patriots that post of we top. have the best backfield. The, I saw that. Bro, I was like, no, you absolutely do not. I literally went, do people forget Who the fuck wrote what, that? What, what Zeke Elliott Clickbait. looked like last year? Yeah. It's not, the way you just said it is so perfect because I literally got two oh, pictures in my you. head of like, it's not Zeke Elliott and that's crop top, jumping over people, doing this. It's Zeke Elliott, yeah. which is 3.2 yeah. yards per carry in a Patriots jersey. 
It's just so funny. Like, we're we're, we're going to get the feed me more thing when he when he picks up a fucking blitz. Like, that's what's going to happen. I'm just so happy but, I don't have to see that. No, anymore. that's my point. That's um, not what's going to happen. That's not what players do when they get to New England. They don't they don't retain that part of their personality. This, it doesn't happen. I wore this for you for the last time, Mike, by the way. Great. Thanks, Bobby. Yeah, just for you. Just for you. You can borrow it if you want. I'll send it to you. No, I'm, I'm going to get the number 15 one that, that they start pimping out down at Gillette. <laughs> Is he 15? Um, yeah, no, I, I do agree number. that in the right situation, I feel like Zeke could be very effective, and he was in certain times last year. Like, like, like I said, when? the reason was on <laughs> Bobby, the you, you you don't have to sell me on this, and you don't need to do this because he got worse with the best offensive line in the league yeah. year after year. No, so no, how I'm are you so happy he's gone. Good riddance. Good luck, Mike. <laughs> I don't understand what you're trying to sell here. You don't, you don't need to. It's. As a Patriot fan that is tormented, mainly you, Bobby, but I assume you too, DK. I know this. I, we deserve it. We're, we're getting exactly what, uh, what, what we deserve. Like This is not no, going to be you, good. Because you're not even getting what you deserve yet because you're still mediocre and still have a possible chance at a playoff berth. Meanwhile, no, Tom Brady no. left the Buccaneers. And they're going to be two and fifteen this year. They're going to be the worst. We made this. We made this NFL. point on the power ranking show anywhere in here, Mike. It's like these are the only fucking franchises ever. Only franchise back of that stature, walking off, walking off, and going somewhere else and winning. Like that should have destroyed the Patriots for the next. Destroyed game. them. Like it. It should have. But because you had Bill Belichick, you're still like winning fucking seasons. It's wild. Also, your fucking division is so scary now. You just see a little mouth pop. Like, no, no, he's still fucking. He's still, dude. Honestly, up. like you, like no, like we won't even bet against them. Like it's we just it's one once bitten twice shy with the fucking Patriots. Like, like I'm watching the Jets get better week to week. <laughs> like I'm watching them get better. I'm looking at how good the the Bills already are. Um, I'm looking at how good the Dolphins already are. Except I'm pretty sure that the offensive line wants Tua to die. Like I don't know what he did to them, <laughs> but like he wants they want Tua to fucking be killed this year. Which I, I don't see him making it through the whole season, just as a separate aside. But I, I'm not writing off the Pats. I still think you can win fucking 10 games and just like spit no. it right in my face. I, I could see it. I, I've seen the it. The Patriots are only. Okay, we'll get into this and when we start picking like the, the wins and losses of the division. But what I will just say is that the Patriots are favored to win four of their 17 games this year. That's it. Four. That could be an identity builder. You know what? It could be. Everybody's counting us out. Everybody's counting us out. No one thinks we can do it. Before before we end here. uh, I bet you lose those four games too, by the way, and still end up with a winning record. (laughs) Okay, really? A winning record? Yeah, I think you'll have a winning record this year. I'm I'm never, ever going to say the opposite with the Pats. (laughs) I'm just not going to do it. It's just, I'm not taking a victory lap. I've taken like six victory laps in the Patriots, and they all turned out to be fucking premature. Like, I'm not doing it. We had... We have losing seasons still two out of the last three years. Like yeah, it's not like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Last don't know. year was comical too. Last year was something. Oh um, my god, those well, I mean that offense, like those plays. <laughs> it was something, like, what is happening? The, way, the opposite. Dude, that's that's what's so different about these Patriots is like the way that they lose games is just is wild. It Bobby? Just wild. Um no, but I just want to say, DK, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you that most of this podcast was us sitting here because this, this used to be reverse. It was us sitting here talking <laughs> and gloating about the bears and how positive we are about their team moving forward and, and, and was actually a focal part of the show. 
And, yeah. you know, that's something that we haven't been able to do in, in a few years. And I'm happy for you. That feels like a backhanded compliment. Obviously. It was 100%. <laughs> and that's, that's what you guys get for making me defensive about the Cowboys every goddamn time I come on here. Both I'm of you. actually happy for you, DK. I'm, I'm actually really happy for you. See, see, Mike's a nice guy. Mike's a nice guy. Yeah. When it suits him. Um, the, uh, <laughs> you can you can sense the manipulation coming through the screen. Yeah. <laughs> you can just like, like there's. Would it have been like, better to sign Zeke Elliott or someone way better than Zeke? No, no. <laughs> they were comparable. Answer that question if you dare. <laughs> they were comparable. Man, I'm just fucking happy that we're gonna be watching football in three weeks. It Real proper so competitive football. I'm I'm down for it. Um, Wait, I mean, you two will. We won't. I won't be. Dude, you're so down on these fucking guys, huh? Jesus. Look, okay. Again, I think that they're, they're better than they were, than they were last year, but let's just say that Any positive. Can you say two nice things about the Patriots? Can you say two positive things about the Patriots this year? Yeah, I think they're. I think they're going to have a top ten defense, and uh, I think, and I think that uh, Juju Smith Schuster is going to shut a lot of people up this year when they say that he's comparable to Jacoby Myers. No disrespect to Jacoby Myers, Super Bowl winner Juju Smith Schuster has has things left to prove. Oh. Oh, yeah, don't live in New England. Oh, yeah, they're saying that they're, they're saying that Juju is, is the, the exact same wide receiver as Jacoby Myers. And I can't. Mass? Is that a fucking no? Every, no, every every Are you AM radio takes to this. No, <laughs> every and every beat writer is saying that that it's a it's a one for one. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, stupid. no, what Jacoby stupid. fucking Myers? Like, what do you mean it? This is Juju Smith Schuster, and I think that he's going to have a. Uh, what is, what is a, that? A really what is that deal. about the about the the attitude towards him in general? Like that get off my lawn, kids these days bullshit. Is it because he like made TikToks for like TikTok five thing? Yeah, and like it, like to me, I what if you're just like if you want to know, sound like you know what you're fucking talking about when you're talking about football. He went into a system in Kansas City that did not fit his play style at all, and he made a ton of adjustments and like had a really good Super Bowl game. So like right. I don't. Well, in like, like it's just, that's just like very, definitively true. Like a, I don't know what to tell a you. lot of his bad rap was the way it ended with Antonio Brown and the shit that he was getting into with with the Steelers. But and, Antonio Brown's a, a fucking B, asshole. AB specifically, and I think we know yep. how that turned out. So I think we should cut him off some slack, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but can, I, no, listen, that's I why he gets that, that, that negative connotation, right? Yeah, well, I, no, I, well, I do think that Juju. Uh, I think there was a, like a brief period of time there where he thought he was going to be a one. And that's like, I, you should always have that mentality. But they, they quickly realized that he isn't, but he's a damn good two. And he, he's, he's far and away more talented than Jacoby Myers. So to, to think that, oh, it's going to be the same, the, you know, one for one, that's bullshit. And I think that he's going he's to surprise a lot of people when he shouldn't have to. He's just, he's just that much more talented. What's stupid about is, is, so I, Jacoby Myers' ceiling is, I mean, I can't even, Jacoby Myers, I can't even think about it. Yeah. Uh, Juju ceiling, I feel like could be like an Anquan Bolden. I feel like that's, that's what Juju's ceiling actually is, where he's that possession type receiver. He's never going to blow you away with his speed, never going to take the top off a of defense, but he will absolutely take a game away from you. A hundred percent. And well, I think, I agree with you. I think like, funny enough, like you can compare him to a lot of, that type of wide receiver to come out yeah. of Pittsburgh specifically. Like you've seen guys like right. that are one tier below the Antonio Browns of the world come through that organization. And, and it's like they, they have like one elite skill is what you're, you're saying, right, Bobby? It's like you can do one thing. Like 
I feel like Juju's hands. Like I feel like yeah. he'll catch everything that and comes he's strong his way. as fuck. He's and like he, he, yeah, and he'll beat. He might not beat the defender off the run, like you're saying. I agree with that, and I think that a lot of people have that as like a prerequisite of a wide receiver. It's like, oh, if you can't create space, like you can't be in the NFL. And it's like, well, I don't know how true that is. Like, how good are you at running underneath routes? Like, how good are you at yeah. are you at catching like away from your body? How good? You know what I mean? Like those little kind of like small um incremental things that like like you said like games turn on these you know they 100% turn on these and I also think he's good in pressure situations so it's like you have two to three elite skills you can do a job as they say in 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 an offense but I also think he's a little even better than that I think he can make yep. a player two in a game and yeah RB or uh wide receiver one maybe not but we've started to classify if you guys have, I think that we, we you could call us like the children of Calvin Johnson like we've started to classify wide receiver ones as like unless you're like in the tier of elite wide receivers, like the top eight to eleven wide receivers in the NFL, you're like not a true wide receiver one. So it's like, yeah, I I get it, but you can win a Super Bowl with three really good wide receivers and not one yep. like unbelievably elite. Hines, Hines Ward was the number one wide receiver for a team that won two Super Bowls, right? You know, like, like, yeah, on. I mean he, but he was. He had a fucking great Super Bowl. Like, he yeah, had a but he, game, so, you know what I mean? It's like, he, it's, it's about this. It's about what you're a weapon. You know what I mean? Like, you're a fucking you, weapon. You don't need how you use that weapon is what's important. Like, it's, it's not hinging on the guy, like the, like the quarterback, you know, or, 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 or this. And now in today's era, you have tight ends that can all catch. I was going to speed kills, you know, speed like, kills, but you don't need it to create separation. You don't. No, no, no. You just need to run good routes. You need to find dead zones and zone defenses. You need to be smart. Like, it, like, if you think, if you think that the Kansas City Chiefs have been the best team in the past five years because of their, or just just because of their talent, you're wrong. Like they are have been light years ahead of everybody in how they've run and schemed their offenses. Like Andy Reid has been like full on playing three D chess, and they're literally they're literally running ring around the rosy as a play, right? Yeah. <laughs> like. And like, yeah, I mean, yeah, gimmick plays aside, though, like they're they're off. Like if the Patriots did that defensively in their dynasty, in their era of domination in the 2000s, I think like I really think defensively they were light years ahead of everybody. And that's why Belichick was able to get guys from the sixth round to come in and be fucking world beaters for a year, you know, and it was because of how he schemes defenses. He's obviously a defense first guy like it's, you know, there's nobody's arguing that. Reed has this ability to like draw up these offenses that are so sick. <laughs> it's and and he puts guys in these positions that yeah are talented and he's got he's a good talent scout too and everything. But you want to be building teams now, to in my opinion, based on the the Kansas City Chiefs blueprint, and you don't need to get Patrick Mahomes and fucking Tyreek Hill to do that. You know, you can right. get Juju Smith Schuster. You they literally showed you that in Kansas City last year that you can get a Juju Smith Schuster put him into a situation that accentuates not necessarily his one, two, and three talents, but what you need from him mm -hmm. yeah. in a given situation. And that's what the Patriots love in a player. So why would anyone be mad that he's in, on your team? I don't get it. I don't it, get it. Yeah, it, I mean, I wholeheartedly agree. I, the, the Chiefs lost Tyree Kill, replaced him with two or three number twos. And, still and it worked, and no one thought they, it was going to work. Right, because of scheme. I mean, that's it, but yeah. I don't. And be, but also because you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Well, you, they made Travis Kelsey the wide receiver one, Doesn't and that's another that's another example Doesn't of why hurt. they're fucking why they're fucking light years ahead of everybody though. Is they were literally like Travis Kelsey is our fucking number one receiving threat this year. You know, 
you know, like that, and it works. <laughs> we didn't talk about Travis Kelsey more, and then maybe he'll come on our podcast he's or he'll so invite good. us on his. He's so fucking good, dude. I drafted dude, him like podcast is I drafted so him like twelfth in our fantasy league <laughs> last year, and he just lit. Uh, he's going first overall this year, so it's like he's yeah, he's he's unbelievable. But before we go, I, I, we talked about uh, how the Packers have had a Hall of Fame quarterback for like the last thirty-five years, right? Two of them. Have have the Chiefs had a Hall of Fame tight end for the last twenty years? Was there was is there it, a gap Tony? between is it Tony between um, between Tony and Travis? Yeah, Kelsey? there was a, it was gap. a break. He yeah, played in Atlanta for a little bit too. Yeah. He put, he was in Atlanta for a few years, so there's definitely a gap but, there. But when 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 was Kelsey drafted? Uh, uh, I think seventeen. Seventeen. That's like five years after Tony Gonzalez left. Was it? Was it five? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a while. At least. Yeah. At least. At least. Okay. Because like Tony Gonzalez, all time Madden ninety nine streak, right? Like he's the guy who was rated ninety nine. Oh. Because don't don't forget the Chiefs had. Uh, and he had only dropped off there. when he went to Atlanta. Remember the Chiefs had a streak there where there wasn't a pass catcher who caught a touchdown for like twenty seven straight games. Yeah, well, that's because Alex like that. because Alex Smith was their quarterback. Yeah, and doing. Uh, you know what's kind of crazy if you think about it? This is kind of stupid, but also kind of crazy. Is like Patrick Mahomes is not the best quarterback to ever play for the Kansas City Chiefs because Montana played there in the nineties. But like uh, potentially has open the, in that can right now, bro. You doing I mean, I'm not saying right Montana on the Chiefs, but he's right not now? the most talented quarterback that Kansas City have ever had, right? Like that, he's just not. Or I is yeah? I disagree. You think he's better than Montana already? Yes. Already? Yes. yes. Already? There's, there's there's no doubt about it. So that, wait a second. So we're just Patrick throwing Mahomes the rings argument out the window. We're throwing the rings argument out the window. Like that. It's, it, that's he's done. Just a better quarterback. It, it does. It doesn't matter. Says fucking who? Says you, motherfucker. What the fuck? Joe Montana's still firmly number two. He's still yeah. firmly number two. Yeah, I know. But talent-wise, ta- talent-wise, Mahomes better than Brady. It's just he doesn't have a better career. But okay, like, cool. Talent-wise. Awesome. Have that. Ta- hold that. Go over there with that. What the fuck? Career. That's what matters. Okay. We're talking about quarterbacks in the NFL. If I, like, but does we, the Chiefs... The, 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 the stakes and the terms have been decided. The Chiefs doesn't count towards Montana's accolades, well, well, though. That's fair. Well, that's let me a ask, fair point. I'll take that let point. Let me ask you... Let me ask you a question, Bobby. How many how many Super Bowls has Patrick Mahomes lost? One, one, one more than Montana. So right. I think he Montana's is got that Jordan argument. He lost an AFC champion. He lost an AFC championship game though. Okay, so oh, he lost a shit. He lost a shit ton of NFC title games too, but never lost in Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. Perfect. Perfect. I'm pretty I sure he's perfect in college. I always found this stat funny because it's like, but like he didn't get there every year. That's what Brady. Okay, Brady, Brady's so much better. Because don't don't shift the goalposts. We're not talking Brady versus Montana. You stupid son of a bitch. You can't just keep saying it. Mike did it. <laughs> what do you mean? What, I, what Brady versus Montana? No, no, no. Did I do that? But no, I was, I was gonna get there. Hang on, I'm connecting Sorry. it. Sorry. <laughs> you just said you just said Mike did it. I know. I I, I had to think of my rebuttal first, so I just blamed on you. So I mean, you think about it though. It, I don't think it matters that he lost that Super Bowl because he got there. To Tom Brady? And he, exactly. And it was the fucking Tom Brady. And it was the the last Super Bowl for Tom Brady. Maybe fixed. Who knows? Um but I'm just saying. Right. Listen, I'm just uh, saying, I mean Mike, you're the stats guy. He got right? there. He got there. Joe Montana, 192 games. Patrick Mahomes 80 games. So let's just cut everything in half for Joe Montana. Right? Yeah, way more completions, three thirty five hundred to nineteen eighty five. Way less attempts, 
way less attempts if you if you parse it out. He's got 5,391 pass attempts, and Patrick Mahomes has already got over 3,000. So if, if I mean, he's if Mahomes he threw the ball a lot less. In the 90s, bro, he would have broke fucking football. They wouldn't have known what the fuck I, to do with him. Obviously, bro, but that's not the case. Like, that's not how you have these arguments. Like, you yeah, can't just I, be like, I, uh, yeah, we perfected sports science and started <laughs> specimens in a fucking lab. They would go back and beat these motherfuckers from the Stone Age. Yeah, of course. But they, just, you got to compare them in their own era. You can't cheat in conversations like this. Bro, you, have have like, you not you had these before? You can't, you can't compare Mahomes to Montana. Like, no, it's such a different you compare them based on what was in front of them and the fucking context of the league that they were in. This is one problem with the fucking Jordan LeBron argument. It's like, to me, it's like six for six, like cut and dry. You're done. Six for six. Before, before he's playing you against guys that were trying to kill him with a hatchet. Like it's, it's a fucking, it's a wrap. I want to ask you a question, uh, DK, before, before we wrap it up. In his first five years, is he better than Brady? Mahomes? Sorry. In, in Brady's first five years, yeah. Brady's Mahomes first five Brady. years versus Mahomes' first five years. Yep. I think they're identical. It's I honestly really uh, identical. I think they're identical. Well, Rihanna four. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but Mahomes said the one three out of four. Two out of three, right? Two out of three. Two out of three. He's one. And two. that's what Brady was. Two out of three. Yeah, two out he of three. Wanted, he wanted he he won in nineteen and then in twenty two. Yeah, so two out of three because he lost in twenty one. Or tw- uh, he lost in he lost in twenty. It didn't go to two out of four. So yeah. two out of four. Yeah, two out of four. four. But still, if if you think about and they're odds on. So DK, you sound different. Too. And they're odds-on favorite this year. I'm just so, doing math in my head, which makes me have to go quiet because I'm not good if at you, it. If you, um, if you no, okay, so well, the well, projection, I'm, but wait, if you actually think, we said this on the Power Ranking Show. I said this at the very end. It's funny. We're talking about this at the very end of this one, too. Mahomes has a real, real legitimate shot to have an equal to, if not better, career than Tom Brady. Yeah, can I can I just disagree, thing. though? Listen, like, it is an actual thing that is in play. People can talk about it, but it is an actual thing that if this level of dominance, remember how sure you were how good the Chiefs were last year? That's what could happen for the next 10 fucking years. Every single year he is in the league. So it is very possible and very much on the table for him to have well, an and, equal career. And Brady's you're, you're literally talking about you're talking about water. a guy that has to go and win four fucking Super Bowls to, to do this. Like, you don't think he can do that? We're all so flippant about the amount of fucking... Right. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Buccaneers one. Jesus yeah. Christ. But, but, but would <laughs> you... so fucking crazy. But we're all so flippant about how easy apparently that is to do, dude. So, so did, it, is it unfathomable that it's 2033, there's been 10 Super Bowls, and Pat Mahomes has won half of those? I don't think that's a crazy thing to think about. Yeah, yes, because Joe Burrows is the league now. Right, so oh, he wins three, and Brady someone else wins, wins two. Did Brady win but, Super Bowl but, MVP in every single Super Bowl he was in? No, no, he didn't. He didn't even win MVP in the first three. Because I he think that that, that might be that might be a casual you could use because Mahomes is going to win MVP in every single win that he ever wins in the Super Bowl. Like he just is. So, and like Mahomes Brady was amazing in the Super Bowl. He lost. He was the only reason that they were even close in that game. I know he threw about forty-five yards. But, with, you, you, you just figure first five years in the league, Brady won three Super Bowls, and uh, and first five years in the league, Mahomes went to three. First one, six two. years, first six is three to two. First five, it's two to two, right? No, uh, Brady was drafted in two thousand, so two thousand to two thousand five, they won oh one, oh three, oh four. So it's yeah. so, so it is. Why did they I think they had the same amount year. at this point? That's weird. Okay, 
They're, and they're two to two at this point because Brady won two out of three then by your logic. He won two out of three Super Bowl MVPs, right? By the, he, by, in his first five years. No, no, he won none. He, he did yeah, not Brady win any of those. He didn't win any Super Bowl MVPs. I don't think that's I true. I just think we're ahead of the game. I don't think that's true. Guys. I think true? this is a conversation that we're having five years ahead of schedule. Uh, and I, I think it's a real, a real possibility that five years from now, people are like, is Mahomes going to be better than Brady because he's going to win two or three more? Seasons? Well, he might. Sorry, he might have won two Super Bowl MVPs and, and Pat Mahomes has won two MVPs. He's won. <laughs> right? they, both, they both won two Super Bowl MVPs. By 27, yeah. they both won two Super Bowl MVPs. So that's something. Brady did win the first one. You're right. Yeah. He did win and, the first and the, one. And the second one. Yeah. All right. So we're fucking stupid. But well, yeah, you guys are. I'm not. But the um right. the <laughs> the uh the the important thing being like that's where you start breaking it down, is my point. Like once it's like first he has to equal the amount of Super Bowls. Then he has to dude, Bobby, I don't know, man. It's such a big hill to climb. Like he has to win five more Super Bowls and in one of those Super Bowls, he has to complete one of the greatest comebacks in the history of Super Bowls, if not the greatest. It has to be a bigger scoreline or equal to scoreline to the Falcons, Patriots one. Like that's criteria, though. You know? What do you mean, dude? That's like it's it's a full blown accomplishment. Like you're not putting that shit on your resume. Uh, like bitch, you can't fucking like the most one sided fucking like like flop that people were walking out of the stadium. Yeah, I guess that's impressive. It was like certified um, his goat status. It was like it was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen, and I was glad it happened because it kind of overshadows LeBron LeBron's three one comeback against the, the Warriors. I'm like, I can always be like, nah, that Falcons game was harder. Twenty eight <laughs> to three was pretty sweet because the best part about it was you could see that shit coming from from the moment they came out of halftime. You're like, oh shit, the Patriots oh, fucking win this. I game. knew when I saw that I saw how hard the Falcons were celebrating in the second. Yeah, game. I was like, yeah. you guys are fucking idiots, dude. Um, You're counting your chickens. Brady's gonna come take all your chickens. I'm just, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's gonna be tough to persuade me that the Chiefs aren't gonna be the favorite for the next five years in the NFL. You, you think know, Bill Belichick is is a better coach, or Andy Reid's a better coach? Oh, I think, I think you give Bill Belichick Pat Mahomes in his prime, we see something. You sure? You sure he doesn't play him a wide receiver or some shit and like fuck him no, up? No, I was gonna say he probably puts him up <laughs> uh, on, on fucking punt block. I don't. I just think. <laughs> I would have. Hey, I'm not talking about seed Iowa Bill. I'm not talking about <laughs> old Bill. Yeah, fucking probably just put him, put him, put him, put him punt blocker. <laughs> it's 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 Reed wins one more. Danny Reed, in my opinion, because then he made a Pro Bowler out of Donovan McNabb, post jail Michael Vick. Alex Smith, and they'll win Super Bowls with uh with Mahomes. Like that is just. I think he's got to get six. If, I, just, I just think yeah. he's got to get six if he's talking. If we're talking about him versus Belichick, I just think I think the criteria is clear with these conversations. Well, it's about the amount of rings you pull in. Like, well, it, but but does Pat Mahomes go for twenty years with with Andy Reid because Bill doesn't win six okay. without Tom Brady? I think so I need Andy Reid to start like monitoring his A one C if that's going to be the case. He needs to start like fucking eating wheat bread. If, if we want to, yeah, see I don't know that. if he's making it twenty more years. <laughs> that's um, what I'm saying. Bro. I don't know if that that's happening. Um, well, just 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 fifteen more years. That's all I need. Fifteen more. He all, per- technically, all he needs is five more. His personal life's not doing him any. They go five. Either, so. it, oh, that's another factor. Streaks. What like, his how, the condition his, of his family is yeah, another yeah, factor. Yeah, right. No, but, another factor is, is the amount of back to back to backs. Because if they go, if they win one, go down two, and then fire off like three or four in a row, like that's official dynasty status. Like. You might even be able yeah. to say that he, if he has one less than Brady at that point, he might be better. 
Like you, if he wins like, three in a row, Bill never did that. Right. There's, there's there's a big gap in Brady's career where he doesn't have those Super Bowls, and Brady's got like three Hall of Fame careers, bro. It's bananas. It's, it's, yeah, he just it's, he just has an all, an almost perfect season, right in right right in that ten year period. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But if that season resulted in a Super Bowl, we would not even be having this conversation. There's no conversation. Oh. Correct. <laughs> that is, this is, um, and in fact, so, it's, a, it's we probably shouldn't be having this conversation. If I'm being 100 percent honest with you, we're five Super Bowls away. <laughs> like, talk to me in two. If Super he Bowl. does it, if he does it in 15, so he doesn't play 20 years, right? You didn't 15. even believe he was going to win shit last year. <laughs> like, well, now I do, and now and now you're just you know what it is. That was I know what it is. And, I know it is. You're did. hoping and for this. He fucking did, bro. You're hoping for this. This is hey, what it is. You're hoping you said, that he eclipses Brady. You said a sign of leadership is to acknowledge your mistakes and move forward in the best way possible. And You're that right. is what I am doing. Okay. Yeah. So, Captain, just, my captain. Just remember, Bobby. Just remember, Bobby, but, uh, before we wrap it up. And uh, before I do, thank you, DK. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Bobby. But if Pat Mahomes is to do this in the next five years, that means five more years without uh, Dallas Cowboys winning Super Bowl. We'll talk to you next week on Missing the Point. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interviews. Electric acid. Electric acid.